You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. If you've been listening to me for a while, and I've been doing this a long time, you know I've interviewed some really interesting people. So you might be surprised to hear me say that today is one of my all-time favorite interviews. I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Our guest today prides herself on making more green smoothies than she can even count because she has six kids and 19 grandkids. And she's going to share today how she's built a real estate empire, made lots of mistakes, but made even better choices over the years, and is going to share how she's done that, how she's financially free, and how she's now getting her kids investing in real estate and wouldn't change a thing. So, Kim, welcome to The Real Wealth Show. I'm so excited to have you here. It's so great to see you, Kathy. (laughs) I just love, I just, you know, really honestly, it's because of Real Wealth Network that's given me so much. It's all because of you that I got involved in real estate. And um, I really can't thank you enough. Thank you. And it hasn't been all rosy, has it? I mean, you started investing with us seven, eight years ago, right. something like that. Seven and years ago. it was kind of the wild, wild west back then. There were yeah. a lot of foreclosures. The, the property management systems weren't really in place. Um, and we've learned a lot since then, but oh boy, you know, right. you've had ups and downs and I received a lot of emails of you being frustrated, but here you sit, you know, in 2021 ahead, right? So tell, right. tell me a little bit about that. Right. And I I just want to thank you for your just patience and perseverance with me too, because we were kind of, I think in some ways we were learning together. There was some things you just can't predict in real estate. And, um, but all in all, it was just a phenomenal, it has been a phenomenal experience. And it started seven years ago, really, actually it was about 10 and I was on the plane and a friend of mine, her husband had just passed and she had nine children, very large family. And she said, you know, the greatest gift that Gordon gave me was he owns five properties outright. And that allows me to go see my grandkids. And she was just saying what a gift that was. And so I thought about that for a long time. And I thought, I came home that day and I really believe in vision boards. And I thought, that's exactly what I want to create too somehow. You know, her husband was also a professional, but you know, you don't have a built-in pension. You don't know how long you're going to live. There's just so many variables. And I already knew that, that having a hard asset was something that, you know, you, that couldn't be stolen and it could only grow in equity. And so I, uh, I put down on my vision board, I would like to own six homes. <laughs> we had five, so I thought, well, maybe six would be good. And I actually started laughing. I laughed out loud when I put that down. And I thought, first of all, my husband was very against real estate. We'd done some earlier in life and had not done well. Um, it, it just, we didn't really have the money to invest at that time. We, are, we still had kids at home. We have a large family, lots of grandkids, like you said, you know, and so, and even though he owns his own dental practice in California, it's really expensive to run a practice and there's a lot of overhead anyway. So I put that down and we started going, I, I, I had a really good friend at the gym and he was always talking about the, his investments and it was so exciting. And then one day he said, you know, Kim, I think the best thing you could do would be to just hook up with Real Wealth Network. And I, 
I, I didn't have a patent paper. And so I was running on the treadmill next to him. And I was thinking, Will Welp Network, Kathy Fetke. Okay, <laughs> I went home. I looked you up. We started going to the live events. It was so thrilling. And one time I got my husband to go. And it was properties in Texas. And at the time she was selling, she had a package of six. And I said, this is it, Bruce. Let's buy these six. And he said, are you crazy? And I said, no, they're $120,000. Now, remember, when people hear that I bought homes for $120,000, that was seven years ago. But seven years from now is going to be seven years ago, right? So That's a very good way to put it. It's yeah. just never too late. And even then, I knew those homes had just been $80,000. Mm -hmm. And so I still thought I was kind of paying high, but it was still at the 1%. They were renting for 1200, which is hard to find now even. And so we did. And you bought actually, all six. We did. And you know <laughs> what? He said, this is your deal because I, I think real estate is really risky and this is going to be your thing. So I had to take out a HELOC to do it, but think about that for 25,000 down. We, I only had to take out 150000 to buy six homes. Now, where else can you get a bank? I think someday we're going to tell grandkids about this, right? There was a time when you could <laughs> buy a home for 120000 right? The bank actually will take the risk of 80, 80%. Yeah. All you have to do is 20%. It's still cash flowing at least 500 In fact, it was a little more than because it was on land only for a year. And they weren't taking into consideration there was a building on it yet. And they guaranteed the rents too for one year. That's when property management did things like that. They don't do that anymore. But so, I mean, for 150, we owned, we owned six homes. And those homes now today are worth about 250. Wow. And um, so that was a really, really good investment that also taught me about doing the 1031 exchanges. I didn't know what those were. And she said, you own the property for, you know, try to get new builds for four to five years and then turn it around and you don't have to pay on the capital gains. I just thought, you're kidding. This is, I mean, I don't be? know. Yeah, just the whole thing about real estate, there just really isn't anything I have found where you can take an average American who's not a doctor, not anything special, and you can start investing. And pretty soon over a lifetime, you can really grow your wealth. Now, I started late. I started at age 56. And still within this short six or seven years, I've been able to grow a very large portfolio and it started with those homes in Texas. It started actually with Real Wealth Network because you were able to vet these people and get the best of the best. And, um, you know, we had a network. We had people that we could talk to, friends. We could mingle and associate. What are you doing? What's working for you? In fact, I have the best CPA ever. And I also found him through a podcast that you did with Real Wealth Network. So there's just a lot of benefits to being involved in your group, Kathy. And I, I don't know, I wrote down the many benefits of real estate right here. There's top 10 reasons and maybe you'll, I can share those, but I am yeah. so grateful. I, I would love to hear that. And, and are you still buying? Cause I think you might be. You know what? The thing is, is that once you get started, if you're doing this plan of 1031 exchanges, you actually have to keep going. Mm. And that's what's exciting about it. You can stop, of course, but 
the opportunities are just always so prevalent and you start, it's, it's kind of addicting actually. And it's a lot of fun and, and you start getting to know different people and they bring offers to you. And I don't know, it's really exciting. So yes, the places that I'm enjoying the most are thanks to Ben. He was my counselor and told me last year to do a couple of 1031 exchanges, which I did and um, bought a lot of properties in Florida. And last year was such a sweet time. I didn't even know what I was doing and I just did it. In fact, they seemed too good to be true. So I didn't really trust it. And if I had have known what was going to happen this last year with real estate, I would have <laughs> bought a lot more of it. Anyway, How many did you buy? Everybody would have. We bought eight in Florida. <laughs> oh yeah. That's amazing. So. And then there were some areas that were... Um, more difficult and and some that you which is again the nice thing about real estate especially one to four unit homes that can be sold fairly easily if mm-hmm. you're in the right area but um there were a couple in chicago that were more difficult what wh- why is that and and we don't have I know there's a lot to it but maybe just a couple things you would have done differently right well just really briefly i actually went to on the home tour that real wealth put out i went with ben actually and we it was an incredible company, Mac was, and um, they just happened to go bankrupt. I don't know why, but I, I think they over leveraged, over leveraged. Probably. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw that I was actually the one that noticed it because we weren't getting paid for four months. And I looked up online and, and it had just, the news had just broken that day, I think. Yeah. So I emailed all my friends in Real Wealth and um, and that was a little bit of a challenge, but it's it was something, you know, that was overcome we could overcome for sure and and as i mentioned before each one of those properties has still gone up in value and uh, i'm i actually made a lot of money on the home that i just sold in chicago and i have just three more to go um but i've got great tenants they're all paying rent and one of them i had to put some money into that was probably my only bad property was one in chicago where a tenant pretty much destroyed the place but you know Interestingly, if you've got a large portfolio, that's the advantage of it because you've got other properties that can, nothing's really coming out of your own pocket, so to say, you know. Yeah, if you set, if you really go into it like a business and with any business, if you're going to be hiring employees, you need to have reserves because what if you have a bad month, the employees don't get paid and you don't have a business. So any business you know, you've got to have enough reserves, usually six months, maybe 12 months. And when you, when you know, these things can happen and you've got the reserves set aside, it's just a business expense and it's non-emotional, right? It's just, it feels non-emotional to me. What it feels like to me, because we don't really spend the money right now is it feels like a giant monopoly game. And that was my favorite game. When I was a kid, we used to stay up for hours and play it all night and sleepovers, (laughs) you know, and I just loved monopoly. And that's kind of what it feels like. So sometimes mm-hmm. there's something bad that'll happen and you go, okay, well, I've got this, you know, I'm going to pass go pretty soon <laughs> and <laughs> go is go is payday when you're, you know, and it automatically goes into your account if you've got good property management. And that's really key is great property management, which I've yes. really been blessed to have mm. in, in areas. Chicago, I go through a few, but um, that it was. I I don't regret anything. In fact, I have to tell a story about you, Kathy, that just shows your integrity. And when I first got involved with Real Wealth, I know you already know what's coming, but um, there was a guy on your site that 
was only on there for maybe five days <laughs> until you realize, wait, this is, you know, until I bought a property from him and realized <laughs> it was, it was a and mistake. So he sold me a property for $54,000 in Philadelphia and it was cash. And I was so excited about my first property. And, um, we, you went out there and he said, don't, you don't need to do an appraisal. You don't need to, you know, anything like that. It's all great. You don't need to do an inspection. And I was just really too trustworthy. But anyway, you, we went out and found out that it was a real disaster and Kathy, I still can't believe this, but you bought the property from me. I still I have that thing. <laughs> I don't want to advertise that because I know. Yeah, I don't do it every stuff. day. <laughs> it was but 50 I think, grand. I think you just looked at me and went, this poor girl is so dumb that well, no. I'm going to help her out. No, no, this was uh. this was a, a long time ago and our systems have changed a lot since then. It's because of this horrible experience where um, this guy, and we didn't know he was doing this, but he was just telling people, don't worry about it. You know, I'll vouch for it. You don't need an inspection and you don't need an appraisal. So let's just stop right there. Uh, yeah. Never, right? If you're never. if you're an out-of-state investor, you always get a third-party appraisal and you always get a third-party inspection. Get several, get get it for yeah. everything. You know, it's it's uh, right. going to be cheaper than buying a problem. And, uh, right. and so Even on new properties, I still on new builds, get an inspection and an appraisal you, always. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause the wonderful thing about doing it on a new build is if they missed something, they fix it. Yeah. And, and they do. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you do it right before the warranty's over, like a year, you've owned it for a year and then right before the warranty's over, get that inspection and <laughs> get them to fix it. So it's been so great. And they're so good. The builders are really, they want, they care about their reputation and they want to fix it and make it right. And the tenants want it right too. So it's, it's really great. I mean, I cannot honestly, Kathy, think of Real estate just has so many benefits. And I know that it's a, there can be some things that go wrong, but honestly, when you've got hard assets, like I said, um, it's something no one can steal from you, right? You've got, even if it burns down, you've got homeowners insurance. Um, it's something that can be leveraged with 80, 20. I mean, that's just, you know, if you go into stocks, it's a hundred percent your money. And then yeah. even that's not a hard asset. Um, well, and you know, if you think about it, yeah, I mean, granted, we've had a really good, good 10 years, right? But right. That, that house that I bought from you that, you know, in retrospect, it was only about $5,000 to fix. But with you as a new investor, that was yeah. terrible. You're like, no way. So, so, you know, that house has doubled in value and it stayed rented. So it's actually been a pretty good deal. And then oh, these things, so glad. isn't that funny? And then your Chicago properties, again, there was some real difficulty there, but you're, you're walking away with more than, you know, more money. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I'm thrilled with my purchases in Chicago in the long run. And that's with any home I've decided. In the long run, real estate is always your best deal. And um, also, okay, so that's number three. You've got a tenant that's paying off this 80%, right? And the mm -hmm. bank is taking that risk. You've also got appreciation, this last year has been incredible and every year incredible. can't be like that, but still think 30 years down the line, you know, even grandkids, it's just going to be amazing. You've also got upfront depreciation and I didn't realize you can take all of that. Now they've got this thing. So if you've got a high income year, you can really 
help reduce taxes with the upfront depreciation. I think I think some of it can be up to like $25,000 off your taxes in a year, which is nice for home. And then you've got expenses you can write off. You've got great property management. You've got 1031 exchanges you can do. Um, and also, I think besides it being fun, it's number 10. And the most important is um, you can teach your kids how to do it. And yeah. It just gives them a lifetime of such security that they can feel like they can do too. When they see just me, a mom, you know, doing it, they're like, I can do that then. You know? <laughs> well, it's really full circle, isn't it? I mean, it was 10 years ago that you met this woman who was so happy she inherited or not inherited, but uh, was left with six homes to, yeah. to be able to live on. And, uh, and here you are now showing other people how to do it here on the podcast, teaching other people. It's so awesome to see. So you have six kids. Yeah. What, what are they doing? I mean, are they all investing now? Well, all of them, um, five are married and the one we're taking to college BYU in just, in just a couple days. And he just returned from a mission in Korea, but, um, but all of them do invest and they've all seen it and they want to do it and they're excited. They all have other careers but it's something that they want to do on the side. And I think most of them are right now. One is just getting out of the Air Force as an um, orthopedic surgeon. And he wow. said, Mom, I really literally can't wait till I start making money so I can start buying real estate. <laughs> oh, and with said, a VA loan, excited. right? I thought you were excited to cut bones. <laughs> no, I am that too, but. <laughs> <laughs> to cut bones. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. That's so, funny. But yeah, it's nice to be able to um, just see them excited about that because it's the American dream, really, I think, is being involved in real estate. Yeah, you know, I agree. Now, there's uh, two syndications and I I didn't really want to talk about this, but I also totally believe in transparency Um, in 2014. um, I syndicated to we we had been doing a lot of um, land acquisition and building homes with Mm -hmm experienced developers. And then uh, the word got out and our attorney, our 40 year veteran real estate attorney said, oh, you should really look at this thing. It's a a, a wine village and, and the rents will be much higher because it's direct to con, uh, consumer sales and uh, it'll be tasting rooms and you could charge more. And anyway, we ended up syndicating, you invested in that. And, uh, and then in another in another ground up project. So in, in the projects where we have bought land and we're just building houses and it's a simple plan, it doesn't always go, you know, it's not, it's almost never on time and there's always challenges, but it's fairly simple and banks understand it. But with something like a wine village, as cool as it sounded, as an excited as we all were, and what an amazing thing to be able to showcase these different wineries yeah. that, that you know, could be could have visibility from the freeway. Um, lenders just didn't understand it, and and then of course the fires, then COVID, and it just has been extremely difficult. So in retrospect, I think for both of us in this process of growing, I would never do that deal today. Um, right, it's too different. It's, it's just too different, you know, and I still and- think it sounds amazing. I mean, I look at some of the syndications on, you know, crowd street and things like that. And they look like they're trying to do the same kinds of things and mm-hmm. big multifamily things. And, but, you know, we didn't know. And, um, 
what, what were you going to ask? I was just going to say, I think, you know, that we've learned both of us. It's been extremely hard for me. I'm still dealing with it. And if there's anyone listening who, you know, can help us get financing to build this thing or, or do something else with it, I think it actually would make an amazing RV park because you could have all the RVs around the already approved event center uh, for mm-hmm. weddings. You could be like little RV weddings with little tasting rooms around. I mean, it, there's so many <laughs> things we could do for so much cheaper. We just need that creative yeah you know, financing person. So I'm really actually glad I'm talking about it because who knows, maybe, maybe that person will find us who it's right off, right off highway five. I know right it's such it's a perfect location. location. It yeah. is. It's just, everything looked good to me, yeah. but so one thing did that you I learned had, from that? Yes. Well, one thing I've learned is that you just don't, we don't worry about it. If you make a bad investment, you move mm. on. And oh. of course I have to like complain to you first, but <laughs> As you should. And what I'm, are we going to do, Kathy? And then you yeah. always have this yogi type of just this beautiful you know, <laughs> way of responding. And I'm like, she's so mature and kind. Anyway, no, but um, you just move on. And it's just like life. I mean, there's just life is life is life. And there's nothing mm-hmm. that ever goes just perfectly. Things happen and go wrong. Even when we have a big family reunion and we all get together, there's little things that happen. And if you stopped and, and overanalyzed everything, you'd be unhappy. Right. So mm-hmm. you just have to, you just have to say, okay, this, this wasn't a good investment, but look at all these and focus on the ones that are so good. And then that catapults you to more good investments. But there's not a single person who's ever done real estate that's done everything perfectly. And that I can testify to. I mean, there's, if you're going to do the shoulda, coulda, woulda game, then, you know, there's not a single investor anywhere that can't say I should have, you know, they could, they look back and there's things they could have done differently to make more profit or do differently. Mm. So you just can't worry about it. I love that. And Rich tells me that all the time. He reminds me because it's easy to go down that road. I, I just think, oh my gosh, if I just stuck with what I know, which is single family. And we did a fund back in 2009, you know, I would have my private jet, which I don't really even want. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's all the part of the game. And when something doesn't go, I really, at the time, glad I played Monopoly as a child because you know, there's, there's no monopoly game that goes perfectly either. Right. And, um, so it's just one of those little bumps and hopefully you make enough in the other investments that it, that it makes it okay. I'm, I'm just so grateful that I bought the properties last year that I did in Florida. I wouldn't change anything really. It's just been a real blessing. All of it. Oh, I love that. Oh, (laughs) I do have one more question that I, I just got to ask because I think it's so important with your mm-hmm. husband being a dentist and, and a high income earner, although I know there's also a ton of expenses there and that's a difficult business. Right. My, my dad was a dentist, but you have been able to really offset his income with tax deductions by becoming this real estate professional. So tell me a little bit more about and that. And so great. Well, I met Ryan Shellhouse through your podcast. And he's phenomenal. I think that guy is just a walking brain. But he, really he said, Kim, you should become a real estate professional. And I said, what's that? And he said, at least 17 hours a week, if you can dedicate it to real estate, then you've got all these benefits. You get the upfront depreciation. You can write off all your travel. You know, um, just there's just so many tax benefits to it. 
And so I said, I want to be a real estate professional. And so that was kind of cool. So he deemed me that. But I thought at the beginning that I would be sort of trying to fudge to get 17 hours, but I really do spend at least 17 hours a week now in real estate. It's passive, but when you're doing active 1031 exchanges and, you know, just taking care of your properties, there's just things you need to do. And and part of it is looking for other properties and things like that and listening to podcasts and all those things count towards the hours and reading real estate books. I have learned so much about real estate. I just love it. Your book's amazing, Kathy. And um, so, so I do spend at least 17 hours a week doing real estate, but it's fun. I love it. It even includes the travel part. So I go to see my grandkids and I'm writing that trip off and uh, none of them live by me anymore. So I would die without being a real estate professional, I think now, because now I can, I can just go and it's all written off. But yeah, and there's a lot of detail on that. We have webinars on our website at realwealthnetwork.com that mm-hmm. will explain that further and give you um, uh, resources and referrals to these accountants and these teams nationwide. And you have to log your hours. It's really important. It's not something yeah. you're just called and then that's it. No, there's... yeah, you got to do it right. You don't need a license mm-hmm. and you don't have to run out and get your real estate license. It's it's the amount of time that you spend on your properties or learning about your properties or researching or mm-hmm. traveling to them or any, any of yeah. that. And you need to have enough. And certainly you do um, to, to, to have a count to, to make right. it believable that you work that much and, and you do, and you can't have any other job that uh, you work more at. So for many right. people who, you know, maybe don't have that job, but can, can, can feel like you have a job because the write-offs can be so, so enormous that the amount of tax deduction you get is the same as what a salary would be, right? It's such a perfect husband-wife situation. So if your husband wants you to be doing real estate and he's got the big eight to five job, you can definitely be a real estate professional with your 17 hours a week. And um, it's just a perfect combination for that type of thing. Um, yeah, I've loved it. I've loved it. I'm so glad. I mean, I love to fly to Florida and, and you know, it's, I can write it off too. Well, you're going to need so. a hotel to stay in to look at your properties and maybe then your kids also join you in that hotel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, they they might be potentially looking as well. So yes, you that's know, true. it really is a great family family business. I've loved it so much. Thank you, uh, Kathy. That's really. Great. I wouldn't have known about it. See, if it wasn't for Ryan, I met Ryan through the podcast. So every time I listen to a podcast of yours, I learn so much, Kathy. It's just amazing. Loved it. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. So <laughs> any final words, like? What are you focusing on now? And maybe it's just enjoying your family and your free time. I'm actually going to try to slow down a little and just get everything, you know, paid off. That is the goal. I mean, you start people out with, say, 10 properties because the Freddie Fanny gives you 10 per person. And, and so Bruce and I can each get 10 and that and we've fulfilled that now. And then I just want to pay those off and, you know, have something that our family can have in in our portfolio um my kids don't really aren't really going to need it that's the nice thing is they're very independent and smart and able to invest on their own but there's things that i want to special causes that i want to donate to Mm -hmm. and i think that's what really makes it exciting i don't think there's any real joy after a while and just accumulation 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very empty feeling unless you have something that you specifically want to do for the good of others with that money. And that's what brings you real joy. There really is not, it's, if, if that's all it is, is accumulation, then it's nothing more than a monopoly game. Right. Yes. And so uh, I think when you set real intentions, um, God helps you. I don't, I don't ever say the universe because I, I want to give credit to me where credit is due. And I think God helps you with those goals. And um, he knows when your intention is good and he wants his children to be successful so that they can contribute. There's a lot of people and a lot of organizations who need uh, help financially. And um, that's what really makes life exciting, I think, to be able oh. to help those ways. Well, I can't wait to have you back on to to hear about um, all the the good you're doing in the world. Well, I just want to thank you, Kathy, because honestly, it it was real wealth. It was having that. Honestly, the organization just gives you courage. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know. And you teach in your course and you tutor and you provide what's necessary. And there just couldn't be a better organization and it's never too late and you're (laughs) never too old and just remember five years from now it's going to be five years ago right so just start it's it's always a good time to invest in real estate always people used to tell me that and now I really know that I I love that all you have to do all you have to do is pull out just google fred because that's the federal reserve and you know existing home prices and go back 40 years and you'll see this trajectory so all you have to do is ask yourself do you think that's still going to continue based on the massive amount of money printing the devaluing of the dollar that increases hard assets yeah so it's hard for you and me to sit here and say is your $200,000 house in Florida going to be worth $400,000 in in 10 years yeah maybe maybe 5 years I know. Maybe. So I do hope more people can really get that message and protect themselves from, from, from inflation. Well, that's the great thing about inflation. I hate that the government's always messing with the dollar, right? And now we are going to see, especially with all these taxes and everything and just so much going on in the world, there will be definitely inflation. But you've got a 30-year fixed loan. Your payment is not going to change. And so even though everything else is going up, you've got that that's permanent low payment, low interest rate. And still interest rates are historically low. And I think they're going to stay low for a while because just one tiny change with all the debt that we've got in America is going to be huge for our country. So I think they're going to try to keep it low for a while. So it's just not too late. I think now's a great time to still invest. And even though the 1% is harder to find now, you can still find places in Florida that are cash flowing. If you put 25% down, there's still places that are $500 or $600 cash flow. Yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned too, that you, you had done your underwriting, not really calculating for, for rents to go up. And I think that's a smart thing to do, (laughs) but they have gone up. And now you're way beyond the 1% rule, right? What you I never, property. I never did that. I, I, I mapped it all out and I kept it at $1,200 in, in Texas. And now they're $1,800 from five, six years ago. 
Wow. And that's just average. They've just gone up so much. It's crazy. And it will continue to do that too. So that's what else people can take into consideration when they're planning their portfolio. Yeah. So. Oh, Kim, it's been such a pleasure to have you here. And you're just my favorite interview so far. <laughs> so fun. So, so fun today. talking to you. I think we're, people are going to oh, really get just... a lot out of this. Love you and Rich so much. Oh. Thank you. And anybody, you know, thinking about it, just your first step is just sign up for Real Wealth Network, start listening to the podcast and just do it. Just jump in. It's, it's so doable. If I can do it, anyone can. So I <laughs> love it. I love it. All right. Well, take care and uh, squeeze those little wet six one-year-olds that you've got. <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? All my daughters had babies in one year. <laughs> So I'm so cute. proud of my one grandbaby and I look at your picture. I'm like, I wouldn't even remember each other's names. <laughs> oh. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Kathy. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. You can go to realwealthshow.com to get access to those in-depth webinars on how to really save taxes by owning real estate, becoming a real estate professional which markets to buy in for more cash flow or potentially growth, which teams have the highest ratings from our over 56,000 members, property managers and, and property teams who can find you really good properties, which is hard to find in some of the fastest growing markets. You can get all that information at realwealthshow.com. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.